Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We're today with Nick Britton, the CEO of Ferro Eye Resources, listed here on the LSE. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And I, I should say we're also listed on the Astana International Exchange. In very our good, market. very good. Is that a big exchange? It's, we'll see. We just started. Right, just started. Okay, okay. Well, look, um, Nick, we always get people to kick off the one-minute summary, helicopter view of the company, and then we'll get stuck into some questions. If we All may. right, seriously, one minute. Um, what we have is a very large vanadium deposit. Now, mm -hmm. there are lots of very large vanadium deposits around, but ours is very special mm -hmm. in that it's a very different type of deposit. And it's amenable to a much, much simpler processing treatment, which means that our costs will be, will be the lowest cost producer, we think, mm -hmm. in the world, not just the lowest quartile. And, uh, and it has the scale to transform the, the world of vanadium. Right, okay. So let's kick off with, again, again for people not au fait with the vanadium space, because it is quite complicated, fairly volatile commodity. What's been happening and what's your view of what's going to be, what the market will look like? Well, it, 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 it is volatile uh, because it's quite a small market. And quite a lot of it is produced as a byproduct or a co-product of, mm -hmm. of steel. And therefore, the, the supply is relatively inelastic, the demand is elastic. And so you get these, these big peaks and troughs. Yeah. Uh, recently, we've, we've had a shortage caused by a long period of low prices. Certain production dropped out of the market. China has recently implemented new construction standards that yeah. effectively require the sort of steel that requires vanadium. And, um, and so there was a shortage, the price in 2017-18 uh, started to go up. Um, it's overcorrected now and it's gone down to below its normal long run average. Right. But I, I, I have to say that, that one of the advantages of our project is that we can survive the downturns. We're still very profitable even at the very low prices. Right, okay. People sort of refer to themselves as the lowest quartile producer. But let, let's, let's talk about that market perception for a second. So mm. price did go up to what, what, 28, 30 bucks last year. People got very, very excited about that. But, and, and the way that's been, way it's been positioned in the market now is that the prices have come back, have, have, have dropped, have fallen significantly. But you're saying, actually, that was the exception. The norm is around the 758 bucks level where you guys, where the price is now and that people shouldn't be alarmed about the, the full price. People need to be able to operate it around these levels economically, or they shouldn't be that, trying to. That, that, that's exactly right. The, right. The, 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 I think, that depending on what period you look back over, the 10 or 15 year mm -hmm. average price corrected for inflation is around $7. Uh, we're slightly below that now, but, but it's been down this and even lower for very long periods. So our, our project is, is aimed not at at even the average price, we're aimed at, at, at making good money even in the very lowest prices that, that there have ever been. Okay, well, we can talk about your feasibility or augmented mm. feasibility study later. Um, again, let's just stick with the market for sure. now. So 90% of this market destined for steel. Yes. Right? Other 10% battery market, battery revolution. Battery hasn't happened yet, but yes. And I appreciate a big that, part of the story. What we are hearing from a lot of Vanadium companies, perhaps with inferior projects to yours, they're trying to suggest that they're going to be part of the VRFB uh, story going forward. With that, and that, and for us, that feels like quite a long way away. You've stayed away from that story deliberately. Why? Because it's not, I'm not certain that it'll happen. Mm. 
Firstly, I, I think it will. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm quite an optimist. But uh, uh, the other problem with the, the battery story and basing a strategy on batteries is that the flow batteries require a low price. They will only be competitive against other technologies, other battery technologies, if they can or buy the Or energy technologies will stop. Yes. Right. Well, both. Um, mm. they, they need a price. They, they're telling me, we talk to them all, and they're telling me they need a price to remain competitive against the developments of lithium-ion batteries mm -hmm. uh, uh, around $5. Well, that's lower than most people's expectation. Yeah. So, so if you've got an inferior vanadium project and you're saying it, it's going to be fine because the price is going to be through the roof because of vanadium batteries, they're deluding themselves. That's really interesting. We've not heard that point before. Okay. And you think even with VRFB, with large scale VRFB projects, they're still not going to be able to get those economies of scale to pay for anything above five bucks? Yes. I, I think right now they can probably survive a little higher price, mm -hmm. but, but lithium-ion and, and other competing battery technologies are, are improving every year. So they're looking forward and thinking they've got to target an overall price position, which really requires Do they compete the RFBs, long-term long storage, lithium-ion, short-term? So are they competing? They Should they their, be compared? They have their niches, they, but uh, you, you put your finger on it. Lithium-ion is really high energy density, therefore lightweight. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's used in cars uh, and uh, mobile phones and laptops, right. obviously. And, and the niche for uh, vanadium flow batteries mm. is fixed, heavy ground storage where uh, there's full charging every day and full discharging. For example, from solar energy, when it's, the sun shines in the day, you've got to charge it up yep. and then completely discharge it at night. Now, at the moment, lithium-ion batteries don't do that very well. Yep. So if you, if you look at the, the battery space, lithium-ion is for all the shorter term uh, backup, uh, one hour emergency supply yep. niche, uh, and of all the mobile applications, and flow batteries are uh, for the, the heavy, heavy okay. load. But the, the dividing line between those niches is moving, because lithium-ion is so much cheaper. Uh, lithium-ion batteries, typically you throw them away after a few years because they, they, the, there is a contamination of the, uh, of the materials which you don't get in a flow battery. So a flow battery lasts indefinitely. Yes, recyclable. But a, a, a yeah, lithium battery has a short life, but it's much cheaper. Okay, so, so look, I think we, we have covered on some of the other videos, um, battery recycling on the lithium ion side of things, would be like near metals. Um, maybe a conversation for another day because you've stayed away from the RFB deliberately. You are focusing on steel as a future destination for your product. I'll I, I just say that I, I'm not steering away from it completely because mm -hmm. we have a very large deposit. And mm -hmm. I think that we can, because of our cost structure, um, because of the size, we, would, we will benefit enormously from vanadium flow batteries when they get going. Okay. In, in that we can, we can increase our volume and still make good money at the sort of prices they can pay. Interesting. Okay, there's the thesis for the Canadian market, or there's, there's, there's a story for, for everyone to kind of get into and do their own research. Let's get into your project. You're in Kazakhstan. Mm. Some people don't know Kazakhstan. What's it like to do business there? Every year I've been there, I've, I've been working in, in Kazakhstan since 1993. Right. And every year it's got a little bit better, a little bit more normal, and it's mm. now, I'd say, a middle-ranking country to do business in. 
if you look at the, the, the World Bank statistics, it scores quite highly on ease of doing business and, uh, right. and the, the usual scales. It, it's now a, a well-run country. It's, it's head and shoulders above all the other stars in terms of its government and, and, right. and the progress it's made. Okay, uh, I, I worked there in sort of late 2000s, oil and gas. It, was, it could be difficult at times, but you, you've, you've been there a long time, Russian speaking, finding it easier to do business. Mm, I, I find it very understandable. Okay, talk about your project. What have you got? Well, the first thing to be said about it is, is 90% or, or, or more of the world's production of vanadium originally mm. comes from a material called magnetite. Mm -hmm. To give it its full name, it's titanovanadiferous magnetite, or put that in a different order, uh, TVM deposits. Okay. Um, and uh, that's a form of iron ore. It's a fairly low-grade iron ore, mm -hmm. and therefore if you use that iron ore to make steel, it's more expensive. There's, there's more shipping costs to, to move the iron ore around mm -hmm. per tonne of iron uh, than hematite. Hematite is the, the main iron ore which comes out of Brazil and Australia yeah. and, uh, and, and accounts for most of the steel production. But if you make steel out of magnetite, uh, you can recover a, a vanadium byproduct. Right. or co-product. It, it's important to the story. Now some people think that's low cost. It's not really low cost because you're making expensive steel. Mm -hmm. The steel you make is, is more expensive, the process is more expensive, you're dealing with a lower grade iron ore, mm -hmm. uh, which means you're using up more production capacity to make less, less steel. Mm -hmm. so, you're make, so that the economics of that business are uh, expensive steel but with a credit for vanadium. That's about 70% of world supply. Uh, at, at the moment. Uh, and, and when that vanadium grade, which is in, inside the magnetite, gets high enough, in other words a TVM deposit, mm -hmm. uh, then, then that, that can be developed as a primary product. Uh, and that's what, what uh, Largo are doing, it's what Bushveld are doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and, and the, the problem that they have, the reason why that material is expensive to process, is the iron ore. You can't directly dissolve the vanadium in acid, right. like we do, because yeah. the iron ore consumes all the acid and you end up with huge, huge waste products and a huge acid consumption. So they get round that by first making a concentrate where they get, they get they, roughly a two or three to one concentration ratio, so they've got a, a bit, bit higher grade to start with. They start off with somewhere between 0.5 or in Lago's case they've got an exceptional project, one point one five percent and they upgrade that to a to a concentrate and then they roast it and they roast it typically to 1100 degrees which is expensive you're, yeah. you're heating up an awful lot of, of earth energy. and rock yeah. to get a very small amount of vanadium and that so the concentrated process then the roasting process and then typically they have a regrind after that uh, that that is all designed to to get a product that they can then leach whereas our product is leachable from the beginning. Uh, we don't have those steps. Right. Now, um, if, if you have a TVM deposit, you've got to concentrate it. You lose some of your vanadium in the concentration process. Mm -hmm. Then you roast it and then you leach it. You've got all this cost and it's very big capital cost. Roasters are expensive yep. Yep. to buy. Bringing the power in means a lot of infrastructure costs. Mm -hmm. and, and you end up with the best of them. Lago's exceptionally high grade and very high ability to concentrate mm -hmm. means that they, they are one of the lowest costs, but they have 
uh, $3, I just read recently, $3.30 or something as their um, yeah. expected cost, cash cost of production. On top of that, you've got almost another dollar of, of uh, capital maintenance costs. If I may ask about this setup there, because we talked, we touched briefly on the feasibility study earlier. What's that telling you with regards to the capital requirements? Well, I've told you half the story. One reason why our mm. capital costs are very low. Yep. Um, because we've got a very simple process. We can yep. directly leach. There is a, we do use an autoclave, but it's fairly low temperature and low pressure, so it's nothing, mm. nothing to be frightened of. Um, so our plant is very low cost. Yep. The other advantage that we're just gifted is that we have all infrastructure, all the big ticket infrastructure is already yep. there. Okay. We have a high voltage power line crossing the corner of our site already built is that, by. Is that connected? Uh, we're connecting onto it now. Uh, at the moment, we're getting power from a little local, uh, local reticulated. So when is line. now? When is that actually? Well, it's we're, we're halfway through the project. By the around the end of March, it, we're in the hands of subcontractors, so we can't really control it very well. But okay. um, but uh, but March, April, sometime around. Okay. There, all all the done. other water and power and, roads and, and road. We've got a, a metal road already mm -hmm. within a couple of hundred meters of our site. Um, now those things, as you know, in a mining project in Siberia can cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. We've got them already. Yep. So, um, so simple process, um, infrastructure already there. Mm -hmm. uh, the mine is simplicity itself, it's outcropping, um, it, it, it's uh, shallow lying. Uh, it, it, the, the cross section, it's very long, kilometers long, but the cross section is just a sort of syncline, a U shape. Right. which ideally fits the contours of a pit. So there's very little, there's no pre-stripping, little infrastructure um, and a simple plant. So the feasibility study number that we've done so far is coming up with a, a figure all in, including soft costs and hard costs and owner's costs mm -hmm. and, and, and hardware and everything, of about $100 million. Now we're doing that again now and I, it, it may go up a little bit, but that's the that, that's, that's the sort of quantum we're talking about, okay. Whereas a qu equivalent TVM deposit, just to do the <coughs> basics of what we're doing, is probably at least three times that. Given you are the cheapest in the world, the price is doing what it's doing at the, at the moment. People's perception in the marketplace that vanadium is volatile. You're saying, well, the reality is we had a bit of a peak last year, and some people took advantage of that, produced a bit more cash, great, but the price is roughly where it needs to be. Your share price has suffered over the over the course of you know the last year. It's it, it, it's fallen away from when you listed. Hmm. What's happened? Do you know? I, I think what's what's happened is that uh, we listed at a at a difficult time. The price was already falling, right? And uh, the perception, as, as you've just said, was yeah. that this was bad news for us. We we actually all our material at the time of our listing was using a long-term forecast of $7.50. Mm. The price, as you said earlier, was had been $28, and mm. it was already down to about $17 when we listed. But mm. So instead of being a, you know, a, a momentary bonus, which it is a re reality what it was, mm. it, 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 the market perception was it was a, you know, a catastrophe for the industry. Right. Um, on top of that, we've had a lot of selling uh, of shareholders we, we had a lot of shareholders. We'd been a private company for a long time. And uh, amongst our shareholders, there had been the usual divorces, deaths, and uh, 
institutions coming to the end of their lives that, uh, that needed to liquidate. Mm -hmm. So we've had, had a lot of selling. Um, and I think the combination of the fall, falling price and the selling meant that when the, when the market was reacting to selling, it was sort of conflating different issues. Right. And, and, and I think we've come to a, to a very low position. But as, as I think we're going to come to in your questioning, the, the fundamentals of the company are excellent. And, and really, it shouldn't be where it is today. I know every CEO says that. But, they do. But, uh, they do. So, what, so, what, so what, what, what do you know what you're going to do about that? Because there's a big overhang, because you listed at what, about 70? Uh, yes. Something like that? Yes. We're down around what today? 14 1450. Okay, so significantly off. Yes. And market perception or not, you're going to have a lot of shareholders who are way above the 14 cents. If this thing gets any, if it does recover and gets anywhere near 70, they're, you're going to have a bit of an overhang there. People are going to be selling to the market again, unless you can tell a story which suggests it's going to go back up and beyond. But can you do that? Sure. What, what are you in control of that's going to allow you to be confident or give the market? Well, what, what we're in control of is, is developing the project mm -hmm. and controlling the dilution. If we can do both of those things, then the price should be up in uh, <coughs> multiples of where we listed. Uh, I, I mean, to, to, to give you uh, a, a rough idea, I mean, our confident person report. Mm -hmm figure based on a long-term forecast of $7.50 shows an NPV of $2 billion for the project. Right. Um, Who did that? That was GBM. Okay. Um, and, um, uh, and we have 313 million shares, roughly outstanding. And now, now that I, I can't do the calculation in my head right mm. now, but that is, uh, I don't know what it works out at, 10 pounds or something. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's where we've got to get to. Now, obviously... So I'm interested in how do you get there? What are the steps? Yeah. What are you going to do? The, 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 step, the steps that we need to do are these. Um, we already, we've already done a feasibility study on a local basis. Yeah, but we need to augment that uh, and supplement it and, and, and issue it on a Western bankable feasibility study mm -hmm. basis. Now, that's what we're doing now. Okay. Um, and, and I think there'll be instant credibility the moment that gets published. At the moment, because we don't have that document, the market... Do you think you're being marked down for that? They want to see this Western version of I, the numbers I, you've already I, told them? I think it's a, it's, a, it's a part of the, the, the reason for, for, for okay, the share price that's one thing. What, what else have you got? And, and that will then... Then, then the, the, the other half to this is to develop it without too much dilution. Now, because we've got a very, very high profit margin, I, mean, I think the Competent Peasant Report showed a 79% profit mm -hmm, margin. Mm -hmm. It means that we can develop this with, without a great deal of of uh, equity dilution, yep. uh, possibly even no equity dilution, but that's, a, that, that's an aspiration. Um, and th the way we'll develop the project is, is uh, maximum of debt. Now, the project can take the debt. It can meet all your bankers' ratios uh, very, very easily. So it can take the maximum that, that debt providers, so, mm -hmm. so that's, say, 70%. Um, we, we are... Um, likely to target export credit guarantee, mm -hmm. uh, probably British, uh, but other, others are available. The, the, EBRD. The, the, the British EBRD we'll talk to, or we are talking to, right. uh, all the usual culprits. Um, there's nothing in our project that, 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 that 
it, it is very attractive as a banking proposition once the feasibility study is done. So, so anyway, the principle is maximum of debt. And now, now the, the, the other 30%, how are we going to do that? First of all, we have an existing operation. We haven't talked about it yet, but okay. it's very small in the grand scheme of things, but it's helpful because we, it means we've got an employee base. Uh, we know what we're doing. Um, we've got 150 employees. And, uh, and that operation is scheduled to make quite a lot of money once it's fully cranked up. We're cranking it up now. So that will contribute to the uh, to well, the other thirty percent. How much of the is it contributing now? What's it right going to right now? If you don't mind, can we come back to that because because sure. uh, it's easier to sort of tell you the no dilution story okay. yep. uh, on the big project. Um, so that that other thirty percent that isn't going to be covered by debt. The, a lot of mines nowadays are financed not by equity but by royalty sales and mm -hmm. streaming deals mm -hmm. and things like that. Well, we've got the capacity to do that because the problem is you've got a marginal project as sort of the next off the block copper project or something like that. And normally mm -hmm. the margins are, are way too thin and, and if you finance it too much with royalty sales, you saddle yourself with a, a problem for the future. Can do, yes. But if you've got a 79% margin like we have, uh, you, can, you can sell a 1% a, a royalty or whatever uh, and, and it hardly impacts on your profit numbers going forward in the future. Okay. So we, we, will, we will target financing it with, with non-equity. So uh, what are the conversations you've had today? So, okay, ro royalty, streaming, you, you're saying maybe a lot of it in debt. Have you had equity conversations? Structure we, we, finance, what, what, what are the conversations you've had? Um, we, what's the, more importantly, what's the response you're getting? And, you know, why we're we're getting a very today? positive response. Right. I'm not sure I should name names, but we've been to, to some of mind. the obvious providers. <laughs> uh, and all of them have said yes. First of all, we, yes we, we to have, what? Well, yes to a process starting. Of course, they need right. to look at feasibility study. Right. They need to do their due diligence. But, but they're not... They, they know the space, the Vanadian space, they know Kazakhstan and the Brazils, and the, the, they know our company. And they would all, all, all the companies we spoke to would like to be involved. That's one on specifically on a streaming basis. We, we have the, um, we went through the initial screening process of um, the development bank in Kazakhstan mm -hmm. and, and they, we passed that. So we're now working with them on, on, on the next stage. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly the, the, the usual culprits that you will will know we talked about earlier, EBRD, and that yeah. thing we're talking to, they're all at an earlier stage, so there's no sort of milestone to report, but uh, but we're having very positive conversations right. with all of them. Okay, but they're just com beginnings of conversations. They are, they take, they'll take a while to get over the line. So can I just understand, if you can, if you can give an indication of what's your thought around timing for that? Because the feasibility will take how long? Around around nine months. Nine months. Okay, so towards the end of this year, feasibility in in the bank. These conversations will start firming up at that point. Is that what you're saying? Or that, that's right. The, the the feasibility study is the document that everyone is interested in. Get it. Um, and, right. and and that's what makes it serious. Until then, you can go through processes, um, and uh, but but nothing is nothing is likely to be concrete until that document is, right. is, and, is and there. Um, but it, it, if I can, if I can split, I think you're alluding to it in mm -hmm. your in your questioning. There is the project and the project finance, mm -hmm. but that starts end of this year with the feasibility mm -hmm. study, mm -hmm. and and then there's the period building up to that. Now, yeah. when we're doing two things, we're expanding the existing operation mm. and doing the feasibility study. 
It's exactly um, what I was getting on to. Like, how much cash have you got now? Are you going to be able to get through to the end of the year to be able to deliver everything you need to this year? There is a, a, a funding gap. We, we don't have currently enough to do everything that we said that we'll do. How much have you got? Uh, I, I don't think I, I, I can say that because we, we're at the end of the year. We're, we're already in, inside a dealing uh, period. But, uh, but, but if you look at our last uh, press uh, press release, mm -hmm. uh, we alluded to the fact that we need more funding. Now we've got one advantage, we're debt free. Yeah. We're debt free and, op and options free. So we have quite a lot of debt capacity, even at this stage. We've got an operation uh, and it's moving around now into profitability. It's, it's volume dependent. And, okay. well, um, well, let me come back to that question then and but deal with the operating business. You said you've got a small operating business, 150 people, and you're going to upscale that, ramp it up this year. Okay, mm -hmm. so is that, that's producing cash for you at the moment, it, but it's, it's not profitable. It's, yes. Right. So how much money do you need to spend on that to get it into profitability? Well, the, the, the money we're spending at the moment, we, we've already, it breaks down. It, it, it isn't a two-stage project, the expansion, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. breaks down into two parts. Mm -hmm. One we've already done. Uh, we've already brought our the capacity of the plant, the sort of nameplate capacity, mm -hmm. not quite the same as what we're producing today. I'll yep. tell you why in a minute. Mm -hmm. From about 12 tonnes a month, uh, 144 tonnes a year, mm -hmm. to around 600, 700 tonnes a year. Mm -hmm. That's the capacity of the plant. Now, we're not producing that at the moment because we need the power. We talked earlier about the yep. power. We're connecting on, uh, and that will let us to run all the equipment reliably. Yep. At the moment, we have a lot of interruptions which cause lots of downtime, yep. uh, and it wrecks equipment because of the instability of the, the power. Right, is that the um, only thing holding it back? That's the only thing that's holding that first stage back. We're, right. We've completed the work on the plant, now it's just really the power to, to unleash that. Properly. And the money? Uh, yes, well, like I say, we've already done the work and spent the money on the plant. Um, so but you don't need any more money to kind of get that? So on, on the plant, no, to get to that 600. We are spending okay. money on the power, Right. Uh, we've already spent about a, a, a million dollars, and there's a, right. about one and a half million dollars still to go on that. Right. That's that's connection. It's the, it's mainly transformers. It's about a kilometre of line, and um, not significant. But have you a sense of what that number is? Uh, well, another one and a half million dollars. Okay. Um, and then there's a the, the the final part of the jigsaw of, of upping our capacity. Uh, we we said at the time of listing we were targeting fifteen hundred tons a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, we're up to six, seven hundred, so mm -hmm. sort of halfway there. Mm -hmm. uh, is is a electric arc furnace, and that project is a couple of million dollars. Right. So we've got about uh, three and a half million dollars of of uh, big. So these are not big ticket items no, per se, but they they stuff. release the ability to get into meaningful. That's right. Meaningful and then the production. feasibility study. There's a, there's about another. 1.3 million dollars right. or something. So I'm hearing 5 million at the moment. We are Probably. investigating debt capability. Okay. Um, and as much as we can get from debt, we will. And, uh, and, and, and otherwise, yes, there may be a small equity raise. Right. But that, okay. that we're hoping will be the whole dilution before but we get to that $2 billion of TV. I've no problem with that because you're, that feels like for every dollar you spend, you're going to be creating dollars mm. as opposed to sinking money into resource development or, or, or drilling or whatever, which doesn't necessarily in the current market see a bump in, in share price. So I don't have a problem with that. So 
five million in some structure or other is what you're saying. Yeah. Debt, equity, probably. May even get someone to come in. Would you get any kind of royalty streaming components associated with this? Potentially? Yes, potentially, yes. Okay. You'll let us know. Yeah. Good. Okay. So um, you get you, you come back into market, raise some money f to take you through for that particular portion. Are you going to need to raise any more money for the rest of what's going on? What your plans are for twenty twenty? Uh, no, that is that's twenty twenty spoken. That's for. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 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 then I haven't really explained the, the the whole financing picture. The whole thing fits together rather nicely because okay, once we get this small plant cranked up, mm -hmm. that's then... Get some cash. Getting cash. When do, you, when do you get profitable? Uh, When's the free cash? Uh, this year. Okay. I mean, after the power comes on, let's, let's see where we get to, but I, that's what I'm... Can I ask about the power? I mean, we look at people in South well, Africa, we'll call it, nothing specific, um, who have had and are experiencing sharp prices in energy mm -hmm. costs. Uh, we see that a lot. Um, we've seen shortages, as in people, power outs and so forth. What's Kazakhstan like from that regard? Once you're connected to the grid, I know from the oil days it didn't seem to be a problem, but just is there? Uh, no, uh, Kazakhstan has a well-developed grid. Mm. Um, the problem we have at the moment is we're getting power down a little local line, which has wooden poles that blow over in the wind and, but going forward. and give us that. Once we connect onto this high voltage, you know, it's 110 kV. This is sort of big metal pylons and it's connected to the main right. grid um, and uh, that's very reliable power and very cheap power. Okay. We're very, very lucky. So, so back to the financing, tell me, tell me more. Um, yes, the, 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 way, the way everything fits together, we're, we're developing the big project in two stages. Uh, one, first one is one million tonnes a year of ore, mm -hmm. second one is taking it up to four million tons a year mm -hmm. of ore. Now, now the feasibility study is on the, on the one million tons a year of ore, but if you can do it for one, you can, the project is huge, you can do it umpteen times. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and and uh, $100 million, roughly speaking, for, for, for phase one. Now, once we've connected onto the power line and got this small part cranked up, that's making money. That underpins borrowing, it makes everything much easier uh, but again, just uh, help the viewers understand. Give me some numbers there. So it's producing. You're going to be economic at some point the, this year. Yes, the, tell me the, dollars. The 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 the, the, the at, at our long term price forecast of seven dollars fifty is heavily yeah. dependent on that. Yeah. We should be making about ten million dollars a year at that point, okay. which is a very nice yeah. beginning. You know, we're not like the typical junior mining company with a. And by a making, black hole. you mean that's a net. That's cash number. net cash flow. Okay, fine. Um, uh, and uh, that helps to finance phase one. Mm -hmm. Phase one, this thing is very, very profitable. It throws off a huge amount of cash. You know, pay, payback is months, not, yeah. not years. Yeah. And, uh, and so phase one will then generate enough cash to pay for, for the expansion of, of phase two up to four million tons a year. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, to get to this four million tons a year, which is as far ahead as we're going, we could go higher if the market is there, with vanadium flow batteries, for example. But anyway, as far as we're yeah. planning ahead, uh, 4 million tonnes a year, that's 22,000 odd tonnes of vanadium pentoxide a year. Okay. Uh, we get there really for very, very little capital, fine equity capital raising. Yeah. As I said, most of, most of that phase one ca 
cash will be debt. Some of the rest of it will be royalty sales or, um, or streaming. Uh, so this, this initial dilution that we've, we're talking about, if it will be dilution, uh, is, is really the only, the only, the only yeah, significant yeah. dilution we're going to have until you get to a $2 billion company. Got it. So again, just recap for people. So your, your margin, you, you put a 750 number in there. You're making 78, 79% margin on your production costs. You get, you, you'll get into reasonably quick production, or increase your production this year. Then it's a question of financing, finding 100 million bucks. You think it's going to be debt, probably, maybe some structured, maybe some royalty, maybe some streaming in there. Yeah. But at that point, at 750, if the price remains flat, you're very, very profitable. Yeah. But you can't do that to your feasibility number. Your westernized feasibility number is out. That's what you're saying. That's right. Exactly right. Okay. Fine. Okay. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to sort of see you know with the what the first financing is going to cost you and you know how you structure that i think that'll be fascinating to understand and what the timing is for that you're imagining that would be q2 q3 uh, fin financing yes it, 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 it at the point you can you will yes right okay with any of this are you going to have any downtime with the with the current plant are we going to no um we, we've managed to keep the plant going throughout we, right we've, we've significantly increased the and I, I should say that the plant started life as the pilot plant for for our mm -hmm. main project mm -hmm. it was designed to treat fifteen thousand tons a year of ore from mm -hmm. our, our mine um and having done its job, job as a pilot plant we we, we proved the process it, uh, we optimized the process uh, we then were faced with the decision to shut it down and lose all that expertise, all those people that had learnt to operate it, mm -hmm. uh, or keep it running. So we decided to keep it running, and uh, to do that we had to buy in concentrates. Right. We, we, we weren't ready to start mining our own ore, um, and, it, and it's more profitable to treat concentrates on a small plant like that. Right. So we, 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 we converted it to treat concentrates, but it was too small scale to be economic. So what we're doing now is the Yep. Building it up, debottlenecking it, yep. tuning it to so that we use the maximum uh, capacity, optimized for, for the for the raw materials we're treating, yep. and we're treating different types of raw materials now, um, so we get the production up ten times more than it was when we first adapted it. Right. So this story to me sounds quite simple, but. I want to understand why the market doesn't get it. Okay, so it was a private company for a long time. How many years before you went public last year? Um, 12 years, probably. 12 years, yes. okay. What was happening during that 12 years? Um, was it doing something Process else? design. No, process design. Right. Um, and, uh, and then we built the pilot plant. Right. It took time to build the pilot plant, time to optimize the operations of the pilot plant. Yeah. And then we... we there are complications of operating in Kazakhstan. They've actually largely gone away, but at the time we were doing it, there was a big com complication in that it was very, in order to raise money as the offshore owner of a Kazakhstan mm -hmm. subsoil using company, we needed consent of government to raise money. Every time we wanted to raise money, even $1, or even one shareholder to sell his shares. So I, this is a very long story, and I'm sure nobody's interested Please, in the detail, short. but, yeah. but it, it meant that we had to list the, the way to get round the requirement for, yeah. for consent to every single transaction was to list on the, on the Kazakhstan Stock Exchange. Right. Now, the, until the advent of the Astana International Exchange, the old exchange in, in 
in Kazakhstan is yeah. called Kase, Kazakhstan Stock Exchange. And they had various rules which made it almost impossible for a company like ours to list. So we had to reorganize our group, um, change its structure, do it in a, in a way that didn't trigger capital gains taxes on fictitious paper gains. Um, and it was a, was a huge problem. It's taken two years really to do that reorganization. Okay. So we lost some time on that. Um, but here we are now, we're operating. Of course, the vanadium market has done its own thing in that time. I mean, most of our history, the vanadium price was falling. Mm. It was quite high when we started. And, and, and I, I think around uh, end of 2017, it dropped to $2.38 a pound. Now, uh, that, that was not the best backdrop for raising a huge amount of money mm. speculatively. So we've, we've gone quietly and slowly, but we've, we've, we've covered the bases. Okay, so what, what I was getting at is, you know, is this team capable of moving quickly? Because, you know, 12 years there, year and a half doing this in a, in a public environment, was that dint of what was going on in the country because it's a difficult place to work? You're saying it was, but it's not so much now. You know, and are you therefore going to be able to work at a pace in this public environment to deliver what you say you're going to this year? Is there any reason yes. why we shouldn't believe you? No, uh, uh, we're following a, a well-trodden path. I mean, I've, I've been involved, I was 14 years with Rio Tinto, um, and, uh, and, and I've put several projects through from exploration phase to production. What were you doing there? Um, I, I had various roles. Uh, the most significant was um, uh, um, the group planning department for the pillar group at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't mining. But was there uh, any public facing component to it? Any public facing as in public market? No, no, I wasn't in, not in the Rio Tinto days. But since right. then I've been CEO of Hambledon. We put a plant in, uh, into production from exploration to full production. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the right team. We've got Tony Thornton, who's the mastermind of the feasibility study and then mm-hmm. will be involved in the project. He's mm-hmm. ex-head of, CR, of um, SRK in uh, Kazakhstan. And that's yeah. a, a big consultancy. He knows what he's doing. Um, and we have, um, we've got SRK doing the feasibility study. Mm-hmm. We will, all junior mining companies have to buy in the, the expertise to, to build the plant. We, we will get a, almost certainly a, a professional, well-known name right. uh, to, do, to do the building. So what um, are people <coughs> not getting about your story? It seems quite clear to me today where you are and what you want to try and do. Your share price has been hammered. So what, are you, what have you not done or what is the market not getting? Where's the fault lie? Yes, uh, well, you know, I, I don't want to sound like the traditional CEO complaining about the market. The market is, you know, tells you something. Um, I, I appreciate that. But I, I do think that the, the market has got confused. The, the shareholder selling. Is that, your, is that their fault for not paying attention to this or are they getting no, confused elsewhere? Not. No, no. Um, of course, it's our job to explain it, and I, and I think we will do. But nobody has to sell. Uh, I, I, I think that the, the fact that there has been some fairly heavy selling of mm. people who have to sell, not, not people who well, that's are... That's from the private days, you're saying that mm. there, was a, there was a hanger, a, yes. a, a overhang there, mm. hang, hanger of something else. And, uh, <laughs> overhang, I think. Maybe both. <laughs> um, but do you not foresee something coming in again? People came in at 70 cents, do you not see an overhang happening there? If people can, if the price gets back up. People are going to be like, well, is this story going anywhere? You, no, I, I, what I, can you I, do about it? I, I, I think that um, 
at the moment there's very little, little liquidity, so you know tiny sales are having a hammering Big the share effect. price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think as the as the story gets more and more credible, feasibility studies a big part of that. Profitability is a big part of that. The company, of course, you know, is cash constrained, and and when you when you suddenly have millions of dollars to spend, you can do your PR much better, you know, mm. and and uh, and investor relations. I think everything it, it's a there is a, a, a virtuous circle scenario when, when as we fulfill as we deliver on what we said we're doing mm. uh, and that news gets out to the market particularly with the feasibility study then the economics of the project the, the efficient market theory w works but mm. you need an, uh, you need active trading to to make you it do work. but uh, again um, listening to the story the feasibility will be out towards the end of this year why should people do anything between now and then when it comes to your price? Oh, because because markets don't work that way. M markets right. don't wait for the event and then react. They anticipate the event. Now, I think I, I think as as uh, we get the story out, you're a part of this this conversation today. You know, we, we have many many opportunities to get this story out. Right. Um, and and as the Vanadium market stabilizes. Um, as demand picks up, uh, the market's going to anticipate these things. So you feel it's got to, got to come up a little bit? Well, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're price-wise, but you think mm. it will come up a bit? I th it's likely to. Uh, we didn't talk about it earlier, but the, the, the economics of the industry are that the market for steel, ignoring batteries, yeah. we talked about batteries, yeah. but we didn't talk about the steel market. Yeah. The steel market is, is, is Expanding, there is an inexorable growth in vanadium yeah. demand, and it's caused by two things: a sort of GDP, world GDP element, mm -hmm. that's a three percent per year growth, yeah. and built on top of that is is a technology change where countries are adopting higher and higher standards of, mm -hmm. particularly construction steel. Mm -hmm. uh, so the West, North America, Europe uses a lot of vanadium in well, it, all its construction yeah. steel yeah. virtually contains vanadium. And the rest of the world is catching up on those standards. And at the same time as the catch-up is, is occurring, the advanced economies are using more and more vanadium per tonne of steel. Mm -hmm. So there's the 3% plus the technology change. So the, the sort of background underlying growth in the vanadium market is maybe 6 7 8% per year. Now that's two projects like ours coming on stream every year that it needs. And, and, and so that... I mentioned earlier that there's 70% of the market is currently supplied by co-producers. They're going to be a diminishing percentage. Mm -hmm. The market is going to be driven by new primary vanadium projects coming on stream, like Largo did, mm -hmm. Bushveld have got plans, and there's us, and, and, and mm -hmm. quite a lot of other TGM yep. ones. Um, and so you can look at the economics of those projects. Now, TVM is where the, where the vanadium is. It's a very common element in the Earth's crust. Mm -hmm. And as, they, uh, as the next TVM deposit off the block, you know, the next most competitive gets developed, you can look at the economics. You can read the pre-feasibility study of, of Bushveld's Makapani project. You can look backwards at, at Largo's Maracas project. And you can see the economics of TVM development. And you can see that to justify that building another primary producer from yeah. TVM, you, you really need eight, ten, twelve dollars per pound. Right. That's what those that published information is telling you. So that tells me that that's going to be the driver of the price. The price is going to have ups and downs, but as it as it goes up, 
it'll justify building a new project and that will bring it down. And, and that, that price level is probably $8 to $10. Yeah. Uh, so in using $7.50, we're, we're being Interesting point you make there. Really interesting point you make. You know, you, it's publicly available. Now, we, we deal with retail investors, family offices, high net worth. You, you don't have access. Mifid II came along over here, certainly, and kind of made it harder for that audience to get institutional level research. You're saying, go and look at people's feasibility studies. Try and understand. It might be slightly dated, but there's some, some level of uh, forward-looking statement on there and say, try and understand the market, buy into the thesis for Vanadium. Um, the numbers are there, that's where you should go and look. So mm -hmm. you, you said this, that's a good bit of advice. But apart from that, where else do people go and try and understand a little bit more about the Vanadium market? And indeed, you guys, because there's not a lot of information around for, for this retail audience. Yes, well, uh, our brokers, Shaw Capital, issued a, a very long, comprehensive research note. Now, unfortunately, we're not allowed to put it on our, our website. Okay, so back to square but, one. So what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> I think anyone can ring up Shaw and ask for it. Uh, that's right. the first thing to be said. Okay. Um, and um, what do they know? Are well, they, they sent a, an analyst, a very good analyst, who, who, who's been to site, spent time there, yeah. knows the vanadium industry, knows mining, knows okay. vanadium. And, and I think it's 70 pages or something. It's a huge, okay. huge document. Worth um, trying to get a hold of. And their, their take on us was best in class. That was their headline number. And they produce one of these bubble do you pay them? charts. Of course we do. But, right. but nevertheless, we, don't, we can't control what they, they... They can't say things they don't believe. Um, but, uh, but yes, it's paid for. Okay. Um, now we can pay for more research, independent research. It's a money thing and time thing. Uh, Do you think it's worth it? Because like, I'm hearing finance side of things, you seem to know what you want to do. It's a question of how those conversations manifest themselves and the terms that you get. The feasibility will, is the key to unlock those conversations going, you know, mm. moving forward. Technically, you seem to know what you're talking about. The asset is great. You've not done a lot of market-facing stuff in terms of telling people the story perhaps, again, comes back to feasibility, or you feel it's down to the feasibility. Um, what are you going to be doing going forward? And you're saying it comes down to money, but don't you think that's maybe where you should be spending money, telling people the story? People understood this, because like I say, I've heard it today, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Hmm. Are you telling it enough, and are you putting enough value on telling it enough? Well, I, I think what the market price is telling us is we're not telling the story well enough. Right. That's conversations we're having internally and with our advisors, how to tell that story. Uh, it has become more difficult to tell the story now that research is less done and less available. But nevertheless, it's our job. It, yeah. I think you made a good point. Okay. So to finish off, I think I've possibly done it for you, but give us those five key selling points uh, as far as you're concerned and possibly in priority order. What's, what do people need to know? Okay. What they need to know is, first, we have a, a, a very large scalable deposit, big enough to impact. We can supply the whole world with vanadium for five years on our own, expect it. Needs, it needs a little bit of, Got it. a little bit more exploration to get to, to prove it all up, but, but that's the scale we're talking about. We have a cost structure. Because ours is not a TVM deposit, our cost structure means that we have about a, a cash cost of production, only about 40% of the best of yep. the TVM producers. Brilliant. So 
very low cost structure and huge scale means we transform Always the world good. of vanadium. Third one, the market is growing strongly, even without vanadium flow batteries. I explained seven, eight, nine percent a year is the background growth. Now there's the noise of booms and busts and cycles, mm. which is going to produce ups and downs in the vanadium price. But that's the underlying growth rate. That's been shown by history and there's every reason to, for it to continue. Mm -hmm. China has been part of that story when they've introduced mm -hmm. new construction standards. Yep. Um, okay, I think that's three. Three. Mm -hmm. um, those are the, I'd, I'd rather stick at three stick, and not, stick, not stick dilute those. the story. Those are, those are pretty compelling. Great. Nick, appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for coming in and seeing us. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.